0: From the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock.
1: This is spot <laughs> All your bases are blown to us.
2: The balls are inert,
0: and now it begins.
1: Okay, everybody, welcome to Nets Novices Nets No Media here on Phoenix at 2.5 FM. Our first show post jcon my name is daryl connor and i'm joined on the line by uh Calcon. thrilled to be here as always and it's Bryn. Uh, hey Bryn, welcome back to the show man yeah
0: uh, it's nice to be back <laughs>
1: you you, you uh, were miss you were missed on the panel uh Keanu and myself had a great time yeah
0: unfortunately um family duties called
1: so wasn't really they should have known better how dare they
0: how, how dare they
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: making
0: me go and see them
2: <laughs> how, how dare they um yeah but man, Duty's call. i love that it sounds so mysterious and yet super yeah. manny
0: yeah it's it's really more um what's the word i'm looking for sad
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh at your sadness
0: no it's fine i laugh at my own pain too
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well one thing that wasn't painful was Con. so you know we all had a good time except for afterwards where i got fighting leal so um yeah
2: how was it not because no, of the con which no it, unless... no no. The, the,
1: the con was fantastic it was whatever happened uh between the con ending and you know so, sunday i don't know what it was but i ended up picking up a stomach bug and it was the worst thing ever mm. so um yeah, Probably like
2: I will close the dips there.
1: Yeah, like usually I get con sick as it is, um, as you guys know. But this was this was a whole new level. So um, yeah, but uh home was great with great time. Um, I was only able to be there for like two hours, maybe, because I was literally writing the panel half an hour before we did it.
0: Oh, that's, uh, that's a nice...
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you're actually underselling it, Dara. You finished writing the panel at, what, about 20 past three? Yes. For the and panel then I... to be on at four.
1: And then I got a taxi in those 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and pe- people seem to really enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I'm never going to uh, leave it that close to the wire again. Because I kept thinking it was more far away than it actually was. And then it was the day. And well, I was before like, we get oh.
2: into it, can we, can I just say, let's give a shout out to the crowd that was there. Because yes. compared full, to full the pack. wrestling panel, which was also fun, that was kind of a lot of newcomers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This one, they were horror experts. They and knew their stuff. We, we were wondering if people had questions. They had suggestions throughout the whole <laughs> thing. I was very impressed with them.
1: And it wasn't even that. It was a full crowd as well. We were in panel yeah. room two, which is like 50 people. And there were like about 60. So standing room only, which was really cool that's nuts yeah man, yeah was, yeah, we, we, yeah no trust me bren no one was more shocked than we were when we walk in and we're like oh wow okay <laughs> there's way more people here than we thought there was gonna be but it was
2: more <laughs> surreal than that because there was a full panel for the event that was on before us and i kind of in my head i was like oh yeah sure half of these will thin out and then we'll do our thing no no they all stayed Oh, in yeah. fact, I was shouting, it took you a while to set up. I was shouting horror into the corridor and a few came in. Like, you know, there was a good vibe that day. Like, And then there was people who were like, I've waited all day for this. And I'm like,
1: oh, God, no pressure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, no, I, like, I'm glad that I, you know, I was, well, I, I'm sad that I sacrificed Actually going to the 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 con because there was lots of things I actually wanted to see, Mm. but um, I'm glad that I was like right now I'll put a fair amount of effort here and make sure this is good because people seem to really enjoy um, enjoy it and yeah yeah, it's it's up online now um, for people who want to check it out so just go over to uh, you know our Spotify feed or iTunes feed and it's on YouTube as well with the slides so NerdSnow Media is where you can do that. Um, Yeah, but if anyone's listening and they want to have us on panels in the future, and we are going to try to do as as many panels as we can, Um, so yeah, just let us know, and we'd love to do it.
2: Yeah, can I actually, uh, just because I've literally just confirmed this on Facebook Messenger while we were talking, could I possibly give a shout-out to our guest for next week? Oh, yes. Uh, So the panel that was on after us was a Pokemon horror-themed panel, which went very... Hand in hand with ours, and it was very, very well presented. So that was hosted by Venus Devilo, who runs the group State Straight Out of Canto, uh, online. And it's looking like she will be our special guest on next week's episode. So we're very, very excited to have her. She ran a fantastic panel, and I'm too scared to go back to Pokemon, but I'm sure everyone else will be thrilled <laughs> to have her on the show. I'm very excited about that. That's going to be fun. I, I, you know, I really
1: enjoyed her, um, her panel. I did manage to run out and get uh, a little uh, Gungam before uh, her panel, which I was thrilled by. Um, <laughs> but then I ran back straight away and I really enjoyed it. So that's going to be fun. Look forward to uh, to her take on it. For anyone who hasn't seen her panel, um, do because <laughs> uh, the way she does it's great. Um, so yeah, Bren, I think you're going to be thoroughly entertained when she's on the show next week.
2: Awesome. Oh yeah, that'll be a baptism by fire for you, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I hope I hope he has our topics. We need to find a way to randomize our topics because that's fun.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. Well, there's a new Pokemon game coming out, I believe. So maybe should have hear thoughts on that? I hear, I hear, it's terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, how come.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just
1: uh, the yeah. The word around the campfire is it? It's a uh, Nick It's pretty bad. So um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pick it up because I don't have a Switch and I'm still trying to play Sun and Moon on the 3DS. Mm. So I'm working my way through that generation of Pokemon games at the moment. So.
2: Not to get too like, kind of into this, but have you ever been brave enough to do a Nuzlocke? I don't know what that is. A Nuzlocke is... Okay, I'll, I won't dwell on this too long. It's basically a challenging mode for Pokemon players where you oh, yes. catch the first Pokemon you yes. meet yes. in every town... Yes. And if it faints in a battle, it's dead forever. You have to release it.
1: Oh, yes, I have. I haven't done this. But I have actually... Um, I have actually done something similar to it. Um, actually, funny story, true story. Mm-hmm. While I was messing around with my original carts, trying to do a similar kind of speed run, and then also putting them on the Pokemon Stadium, I mm-hmm. ended up wiping my original save of blue and red <gasps> oh, yeah so that oh, kind no. of, yeah yeah that was sad uh yellow survived which is all right but um yeah so it's been ever since then it's been kind of tough for me to get back to pokemon so
2: yeah just yeah create that go on that journey again however um I, when they were
1: on the phones, so you remember when the first time you could play like Pokemon Red, Red and Blue on your phone. I yeah, did actually yeah. manage to complete it on the phone because obviously you can speed it up and stuff, and it's fine. Um, but the the more kind of hardcore sitting there with a console is something I haven't done it in a while. I'm trying to do with Pokemon uh, Red and uh, with Pokemon Blue and Sun. So no, sorry, Pokemon Moon and mm. Sun. So uh, but they're weird games, so.
2: To be honest, I don't, this is going to sound terribly simplistic of me, but like I was playing Pokemon Go, Go earlier and they've added extra rockets and rocket bosses and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I have an emulator with red on it and yeah. it's not giving me anything that Pokemon Go doesn't give me for free, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I never actually played
1: Pokemon Go because I, uh, my phone at the time was too bad to play it. Mm. So I just kind of got over it and I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to play it.
2: you know know, I was like well that's 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 the end of that chapter you know to be honest you you've got more life you get more time it's just it's like all those kind of free-to-play games it just it eats into your life if you let it and I enjoy it so I don't mind that but uh, like myself and Stevie we go on our Pokemon hunts to prim and our pet dogs disgust but you know this is the life we've led so
1: fair Fair. I'm not going to. I'm not going to comment. Well, what about you, Brent? What you, what's your experience with, with the the Pocket Monsters?
0: Uh, I kind of fell off after Gold and Silver. With Good man. I yeah, did guns, as well. Gold Silver, uh, I mean, it, again, it's just like, I lo- around that time, I lost interest in the show. I lost interest in just about everything. I I have always had like, um, copies of the games flying around, where like getting like an emulator app for my phones and using my um my rom copies and just install uh, putting them in and stuff into that has always been like my way of using it but i mean i i kind of just like oh well these are the these are the pokemon i know and that's not for me
1: <laughs> and, um boomer
0: yeah basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, like i mean when it comes to pokemon i absolutely will say like it's the, the they, that like at once they exceeded like whatever like two like two hundred Pokemon or whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, in, in, you just imagine, brain, in a couple of years, in my house, there's only two hundred Pokemon.
2: None of this plant rabbit dash. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone Cyndaquil. You've gone too far. <laughs> Anything beyond a Celebi, and it's not real to me. <laughs> oh my god! You know
1: what? That's a sitcom right there. That's funny. That's like, that should be like a web show. Get
0: out
2: of here! <laughs> oh, I will say, that's the only thing I'll say about uh, Venus's panel. They were all shouting out these numbers 701 and 552. Yeah. And I just felt so old. I'm
1: yeah, so man. So, so, like s- some people were there and he had like an encyclopedic, encyclopedic knowledge of it, and you're just like, wow, well, man, I don't even know what you're talking about, but okay.
2: I got so excited <laughs> and finally said drowsy. Is I was just like suddenly just tuned back in. It's like oh, I know this. It's like I <laughs> under I understood that reference, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like
1: you know. To be fair though, it is that kind of point in time when you when you encounter hardcore fans. It's like the first time when like, but when it, my friend Carrie, um, shout out to Carrie, she uh, she was like, oh hey, we go to some anime cons and we we'll cry on, and she's like. um Okay, well, w- watch these anime shows, and you know, I always thought I knew a lot of anime, hmm. and then you meet someone like that who just knows all the anime, and you're like, "Oh my god, I don't yeah. know half of what I'm talking about here." You
2: know, and you're just it's
1: like, it's just so much of it, and that's kind of the experience I had at, uh, in that panel. I was just like.
2: Yeah, okay. Oh, I like anime. Is. I'm so, like, I try to watch a new series of anime, like, all the time, of something on the go, something on Netflix, something here, something there. And there's still, there's an entire, it's like your wrestling thing. It's like there's an entire terminology I don't understand, like, best girl and waifu and this and all that kind of stuff. Four different subgenres of subgenres, like, you know. oh yeah it's it's amazing i think it's fantastic but i can't keep up with it and i don't pretend to (laughs) oh can i actually speaking of that now could i give a shout out to all the wonderful people at um not just at our panel but uh myself and stevie we arrived around one and we had loads of people getting excited about uh primrose's costume she was dressed up as deku from my hero academia uh, it's been actually getting a lot of traffic online, the odd photo here and there on Instagram. So if any of them are listening, I just wanted to say thank you because Prim had a fantastic time and it was great meeting all the people and the cosplayers and all that kind of stuff. I've written a piece about it on Geek Ireland this week, which will be coming out. But yeah, I'd recommend to anyone, JCon was a blast. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, I, I would echo that. Like Even though I wasn't there for a lot of it, when i was there the atmosphere is great and from being there last year J con is like my favorite panel so my favorite sorry my favorite con to go to in dublin um for that kind of experience like obviously these dublin city comic con was great or dc is great but when it when it comes to actually just the atmosphere and experience you really won't get anything like J con you know it's just it's nice and intimate and uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's yeah, super it's fun. So. to see that in like a city con in Dublin. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like JCon feels like it's not in Dublin. Yeah. It feels like it's like something you'd go to like a con or uh Surcon out in Waterford. Like it's, it's really hard to, to sum that up, but you, you hit the nail on the head, but yeah, it's like, you're not in a Dublin con.
2: Yeah. I checked the max capacity after, after the fact, and it was about, they sold out uh, tickets and it was about 1800 overall. Wow. Like, that sounds like a lot, but when you consider that, like, what was the eventual traffic of Dublin Comic Con last August? Was oh, so man, weird? like 1800? 1800,
1: 1800,
2: 1800. Sorry, 18,000. 18,000. Yeah, yeah, like, know, yeah, Something, so that's the kind and, of... And, and by, guys,
1: I'm not making that up. I was told that's what it was mm. by the person who's running. 18,000 people.
2: And I don't blame them at all because the staff like thought that they would get that those numbers gradually over the course of forty eight hours, and instead they all stormed at the same time yep. on Saturday morning. You know, no yep. one could be prepared for that. No, and I was there.
1: We were there. <laughs> we experienced it, and it was just like, oh well, wow, man. But like e- even the fact that there were like you know eighteen hundred people or whatever for um Khan, like it, it never felt like you were crushed or smashed or that like you never like you ran into the same people and you'd see them throughout throughout the course of the event but it was all really nice it was laid out well the trade hall was in a different place than it normally is um but yeah look i would say if anyone like yeah okay it's not as big as what you get at dublin comic-con right and it doesn't have as many things that you'd normally have at dublin comic-con right but specifically if you're an anime fan or if you're into something just kind of experience what's like it's a very nice way to do it
2: and yeah, and there wasn't that sort of, this is going to sound strange, but I got chatting to Carmelo Cosplay, who was like one of the special guests just outside our hall for a few minutes. True, and you um, didn't know it was her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There isn't that sort of slight elitist type thing where like all the guests, the top guests will be sealed off, like in Comic-Con and in their guest rooms and all that kind of stuff. And you have to queue up for hours and hours. There yeah. was this nice kind of, no, there was this kind of free-flowing type thing where everyone just got to talk to everyone. It felt more like, the. I know it's going to sound bad, it felt more like a conference than like an elitist, you pay to meet this person type thing. Yeah. The only rush was yeah. when the anime man was doing a thing and the main room overflowed. But even then, they caught it pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah,
1: but, but that's what Bryn was talking about. That's what like, a lot of the cons down in the country are like. You know, where you can just walk in to meet someone. Mm-hmm. You know, or you just going to hang out like...
0: And people are just unnecessarily friendly and more approachable.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's it, it. There's nothing that can be really done to remedy that in something like DCC because it's so big. It's just kind of the way that it is. And look, it's not a bad thing. It's just a different, different vibe. You know, like it's it's the,
0: it's the difference between like going to the WWE, WWE you know, ah. to watch to watch any like any musician or music any act play there and going yes. lo- going to like a local bar and watching a band play it's you know correct yeah
1: it's different <laughs> it's, like, it's like, of, like yeah actually Bryn that's right yeah you go see Metallica playing Slane there's no way you're gonna meet Metallica just around however you go see Fuzzy, who are Chris Jericho's band playing Fibbers and he's at the bar or he's in the Jacks yeah, yeah. So it's like you know I mean it's it's like, I like.
0: like Machine Head played the, the Olympia Theatre this week and then they also like didn't leave Fibbers until 7 in the morning <laughs> you know, it, this is the way. This is the way it is, though, and it's like it's the same thing. Like I mean, like like it's the more cons there are, the better, because like I mean, all, they come in all shapes and all sizes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And 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 one thing that I like and appreciate um, for this show is that one people want those icons. And to come to our panels, but also gives us the chance to kind of experience these and report back to you guys. So, you know, I, the more cons, the better. You're right, Bryn. You know, and again, if anyone is running one or is doing like we're, we're, we're actively applying, we're working on a bunch of different panel ideas to do them. Um, and if people are listening on, hey, look, there's this, are you aware of this one? Let us know and we'll, we'll apply and we'll go and do it because it's fun. And it's yeah, because be, like
2: Dara, it should be, I know you put in more work than you're taking credit for, but it should be pointed out that you crafted this uh, Japanese horror game thing for the con. Yes. Like I know you're enthusiastic about it anyway, but you did that specifically for J-Con, didn't you? Yeah. It wasn't something we had ready-made.
1: No, no, no. It was, it was specifically for J-Con. And like, if it, depending on what the cons are, we'd kind of be tailoring that for it. And there are some things that we do want to do. Yeah, um they can happen anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they could mean, just yeah. Sorry, Ben. Go on.
0: Like when it comes the I, I know that like our general attitude as well when it comes to the idea of going, Oh, upgrade to new panels, it's like, you know, I think we're all in agreement that like we'd rather do a room that's like has a capacity of 25, 25 people and have twenty five people there. That yeah, that has a capacity of two hundred people and have twenty five people there. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and look, and here's the thing. You know, Jake Con was a perfect example of that. Where it was it was a, a smaller room than what we got in Dublin Comic Con, but it was it, oh over capacity, and everybody there was super into it. And you know, it was it was a truly, truly a special moment to have and I'm glad we got it recorded. But um yeah, like that's that's kind of what we want to do and that's one of our mission statements. Obviously cover it, but to be able to give back is pretty cool as well. Yeah, totally. So um yeah, we're we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing them and we are working on ideas. So if you have anything that you want us to talk about, either on the show or panels, near at gmail.com is is the way to the way to contact us. Because we got we got some cool feedback on the video, which was nice. Keen. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, that was so, fantastic. So, so. so, yeah, thanks so much. It's the best way. We do appreciate it. Um, right. Switching gears into serious business. I pre-ordered a game for the first time in, like, 10 years today. Whoa. I, I, I not only pre-ordered, I actually bought it. I am holding a receipt that cost me €80, Euro, right? Just the receipt? Just the receipt. a really expensive receipt. And it's for... Uh, what's it star wars jedi fallen order
2: oh i've seen the trailers for this yeah i was wondering if you get it
1: of course i get it it's me (laughs) Uh, but um, i know
2: but you're one of those star wars fans who loves and hates star wars fans at the same time i can never quite pin which way you're gonna go i don't hate star wars fans i I, i
1: don't hate star wars i just hate what disney has done to star wars and and many other things about star wars But uh, (laughs) the thing about it is, it's just like, this looks like something that Disney had no involvement with and just kind of happened despite itself. And it seems like that's what happened. The game was in production before Disney bought them, before EA took over. And they're just like, we better get this out now real quickly. So it's it's looking to be a triumph of a game. So um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. And if it's not, we're going to do a four hour show about why it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm gonna <laughs> whether
2: we plan to or not. Whether <laughs>
1: we plan to or not, exactly, exactly. But yeah.
2: Well, tell you what then. I th- I've seen the trailer for this, but it was months ago. Why don't you give us a rough pitch of the plot then from what you know? Because so, I don't know you're not me things.
1: I don't know. They didn't tell us anything. That's what I mean. EA have been very, very close to the chest.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, I know as much that it's set in between um, Episode 3 and A New Hope. And it's yeah, got so, the Inquisitors from Rebels in it, right? Yeah, so
1: basically, from what I gather, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. And Bryn, I think you're the same as well, right? Um, yeah, you don't know much about it, right?
0: No. I've, from, I've seen gameplay footage.
1: Yeah, so it looks to be like, you know, you were an apprentice in the Jedi Temple, the purge happened, and you're on the run. That's basically it. But the reason why I got it is because apparently the, the light play, the lightsaber combat and stuff like that is the best since um, Jedi Knight. So if that's true, and that's, that's a big claim. Um, if that's true, then it's worth it alone because it's great. The only bit is the guy that's playing, the main character, looks like a douchebag so I, I really hope there's a mask I can put on him because I don't want to see his face for 80 hours like already I'm like I really I really just want to hit him
2: mm. couldn't you just die a lot I mean
1: like your face will get punched then yeah but I want to punch him because yeah. he just has like the biggest D-bag yeah. face in the world like
2: well maybe if they he has, a multiplayer, you his, can punch he punch loads of them
1: and he has stupid hair too and I'm like I hate you so much and I don't, know, don't even know you stupid so, hair I've
2: heard of worse reasons to become a Sith Lord
1: well, uh, yeah, I know Brin's st- stupid hair in Star Wars, but like you look at him and he's like, I'm like, look, look at the state you like. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put a picture of him. Star Wars.
2: <laughs> Can we just admire the fact that Dara, for the benefit of radio, is oh my god. god look at the state. Of this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. He's such a debug. This guy's face is so bad; it's audible. <laughs> look at him there! Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, like,
0: I mean, we're literally in the same position that our listeners are in. where you're go look at him. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I I don't even know. I was going to look up the actor. main actor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is. These are more visual aids than we had in the panel.
1: <laughs> okay. It wasn't in Cameron. Then you're experiencing this too, right? Yeah experience, Cam- Fuck you. experience. Oh, yeah okay your man is named Cameron Monaghan <laughs> like, oh I hate his name yeah uh, he played the Joker yeah he, that's why I hate him he plays the Joker and got him he looks like a sap
2: oh but I like that actor though
1: I don't know man he has a really punchable face having said that he wore makeup in Gotham obviously yeah but oh look at him there uh, Having said sorry. that, isn't it I a need...
2: traditional video game thing for your protagonist to have a giant, chinned, punchable face? No, but there's a picture of him there and... oh no, I, I need to stop this. Right. <laughs> like, I do you're saying look at him. It smells bad,
0: <laughs> it like, smell I like the thing yeah. that someone's
2: driving home <laughs> and, they're go- and they're getting very confused. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay well for that whole segment i i would hope that people had uh had you know pulled up a picture of of fucking d-bag if there. you're in
2: traffic we don't endorse getting your phone out but if you happen to not be moving yes what yeah. is it cameron cameron d-bag
1: <laughs> i don't know cameron monaghan why
2: cameron there. star wars
1: yeah and it'll pop up. <laughs> anyway I, I don't know who knows i, I might end up t- to grow to not hate him after the next Eight to ten hours of gameplay. We'll, we'll find. I was you.
2: gonna say you're probably gonna put like Kanye West sunglasses on him, or like a hood, or like a Pikachu head, or whatever. We'll there We'll see. There will be. Well,
1: well, see here's the thing: there are, there is no like. Well, there's DLC com, uh, content actually. That's why I got the the deluxe edition. Yeah. But what they should do is, I was playing Soul Caliber Six the other day, and you can actually like, you'll you'll appreciate this brand. the The character customization and the same with Tekken. The character customization is so deep. That you can actually put bullet club shirts on people in uh, Tekken, which is amazing. So <laughs> it's all yeah, it's super fun. So um, hopefully they'll. I, I just like the minute I get to put robes on your man and cover his head, we'll be fine then.
2: Well, he's supposed to be on the run in fairness.
1: Yeah. True. True.
0: The guy incognito.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: exactly. Cool. All right. So Cameron? so
2: Cameron, who is
1: Cameron? <laughs> Cameron, guy incognito. But yeah, no. This is it's the first game since Watch Dogs that I've actually like been excited about, and that didn't go well the first time.
2: So, can I ask them what's got you apart from a lightsaber combat? What's got you so excited?
1: I like single player Star Wars games.
2: Which there aren't enough of.
1: Which there's today none of uh, because well, since EA bought over, there were supposed to be two. There were supposed to be the Boba Fett one, which is now what the Mandalorian is based on. You know. And um, another one, Ragtag, which was supposed to be you know a similar kind of thing.
0: Um, there, was, there was a role playing game as well, wasn't there? The it was like one three one three or something.
1: Yeah, that that's the Boba Fett one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just they were both in the works, and they're supposed, there was also a Dart Mall one as well, apparently in the works. Yeah. But um, they were all scrapped, so that's why I'm picking it up. If it's terrible, well then it's terrible i'll what only play it
2: you you complain about mm-hmm. we'll get six episodes worth of content if you don't like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think too small it's gonna be more like 12.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just I mean,
2: after editing
1: well just just wait until the new star wait until the star wars movie comes out that's when that's when the magic's gonna happen
2: oh yeah so actually just for clarity for anyone who may be interested in this game despite your uh, feelings on the protagonist. When does this game drop? Uh, like three hours. Oh, really? That soon?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I went in and pre-ordered it today because I wanted to get the I wanted to get the the DLC. So uh, yeah, so it, veil it, behind
2: uh, the curtain. By the time this show goes out, it probably will be available, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it comes out on Friday the fifteenth of November. In the past. Yeah, in the past. So <laughs> it it should it should be out now for everyone listening in uh in 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 um future. Radio Land. Mm. So yeah, we'll see. We, we, I, I probably keep an eye on my Twitter at RWV, where
2: I'll be probably. You will get it. instantly get feedback on the game. I guarantee you that much. Uh, as for
0: one of the most angry Twitch streams of all time.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's not a bad idea.
1: I I will actually Twitch stream it. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but a lot. If you're listening to this show, just stick your head out the window. You might hear Dara's angry cries because he will probably finish the game by about Saturday afternoon.
1: I'll definitely finish it by Saturday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> because because this weekend I'm doing a gig, and after the gig we're 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 finished early. I'm gonna go play it all night. Probably you know do the do the do the might do something on Saturday come back finish it and then I'm recording an album on Sunday so I need to get it finished in that time period so I might just
2: your gig man
1: nah nah nah. next week there's a better one go to go to the one next week
2: Uh, I'm really glad the people going to that first gig won't hear this till Saturday
1: that's fair (laughs) um yeah yeah the one next next Saturday in February is go to the, the 23rd um all right so before we move on guys, right? Has there ever been a game or anything that you were looking forward to that turned you off the whole process of pre-ordering or buzz. Go with you Kane first.
2: Oh, uh well I'm not the pre-ordering type, I suppose, but um I suppose to be honest, no. I even liked Mass Effect Andromeda. I I'm, I'm a complete like I mean I suppose no, no, I've been pretty happy in my gaming experiences. I feel like you've got one you really want to talk about, though.
1: No, I don't. I've already uh, Watch Dogs was it for me, but I what are have you? What have you been?
0: I have a good one. Granted, this game came out way before pre-orders were even a thing. Mm. But um, yeah, it really just. It, it, but again, it was just one of the it was one of the first like, examples I ever in my life of going, yeah, you really need to like not get hyped for things. <laughs> um like in in my mid-teens i was um ma- like i was a massive fan of spawn in the comic books yes oh. um, series and then i heard the, that namco because of the popularity of uh, soul Calibur 2 were making a game so i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh no waiting for ages waiting i feel
1: for- so sorry for you already
0: And then the game came out, and they had Keith David doing the voice, and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" A
2: Marilyn Manson soundtrack. I have this game.
0: Yeah, and the opening cinematic hits, and I'm still like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this is amazing!" And then I start playing the game, and it took me about, I want to say, an hour before I went. This is one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Oh man.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Oh wait, I I do have a finish your story first, but I want to hear more about the Spawn game. But then I do have one that's quite similar.
0: I mean, it just it's just so dull. Like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like like it, it it basically like it has a lot of features that it took from the PS One Spider Man games, which is like not a bad idea in terms of like little collectible hunting stuff. Uh, it's not a bad idea. And it's it, like a work, it worked as like a mechanic and stuff like that. But I mean, it has a lock on camera that doesn't lock on. <laughs> it like it has platforming where it, 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 like, I mean,
2: doesn't you just attack by throwing chains around? Wasn't that his yeah, thing?
0: Yeah, you could do that. You had an axe and you had like other weapons, and it just, I mean, it, it just wasn't great. And it, I mean, like no, almost, almost everything mechanically with it was a bit broken, <laughs> and I mean, and then like, uh, like as the, as the game goes on, it just like got more and more of a chore, <laughs> like just such a miserable
1: experience. I hear like, a game where everything is broke? <laughs>
0: I mean, like I, I remember, um, I remember seeing like oh, there was a, a magazine I used to read, uh, Games Master, mainly because you got cheat books with it fair and i remember seeing it and they actually gave it the title of the worst game of the year whoa it's a yeah it's a score and uh, they did a percentage score their score and bear, bear in mind for them like bad games would get you know like between 40 and um 40 and 50% would be usually like pretty scathing pretty negative review spawn got 13% <laughs>
1: Oh my God <laughs> wow.: <laughs> Oh no. Yikes. I not think- that
2: heartbreaking because <laughs> like Keith David's a good pick for spawn, like:
1: I'm a, Keith David did the, the, uh, the
0: animated series, which is brilliant by the way.
2: Oh, I didn't even know it was an animated series.: uh, it's comics.
0: Yeah, the animated series, um, it came out like I mean 90... like in around the same time as the, the Michael J. White film. came out, um, I think it was like like late '96. Mm. early 97 and the film came out like mid 97 Um, and the animated series is like seriously good like it was done by hbo and it's yeah um every bit as good as (laughs) that game was bad (laughs) is how i would describe it um yeah it i mean within and like within a year of getting that game i stopped reading spawn comics um, I'm not saying well, really good, But you know
1: Like <laughs> Wow well, it, it did so much damage It just <laughs> killed your Love of the fandom Totally yeah,
0: yeah I mean I mean Now granted Todd McFarlane has a lot To do with that too Because you know
2: Tom Todd McFarlane
0: <laughs> You know <laughs> Mm.
2: I hope they do a movie about image comics. I wanna There is a brilliant comedy movie yeah. just in the behind the scenes it's, shenanigans it's awesome. that the him and Rob Liefeld got up to over the years. I finished a series co- on the history of comics recently by SF Debris and some of the stuff they got up to is mental. Yep. Are you both <laughs> desperately trying to draw feet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a sequence where that's the thing that's happening. There's
0: a great comedy in it, and there's also like a really bleak six-part uh, documentary series in it.
1: Why not both? You could just like you know make it fiction and then have like the best comedy ever, but then also like hard satire.
2: Yeah, like drama. kind of in the vein of like Ed Wood or there's like a dolomite film that came out this year, something that slightly only slightly exaggerates what happened and makes yeah. it like a... Or even kind of one of those type stories something
0: like Silicon Valley but you know like satirical and angry
1: uh, <laughs> audience Silicon Valley's a good show
0: it is but you know yeah. what I mean though I know
1: what you mean like, yeah. you,
0: like Silicon Valley could do a lot more with social commentary and it just kind of doesn't
1: it's yeah really it much. just kind of exists there it gives you like paltry bits yeah. here and there but just like,
0: oh isn't this quaint and
1: you're like yeah. Yeah, but you could be doing more <laughs> try harder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ooh Boba Fett action figure
0: yeah but it's i mean th- this is um um this this is one of those uh shows that's like it, i mean it's just one of those games where like it just kind of um it just kind of broke me <laughs> quite a bit it, but again it's just like i mean we, between that it was a rough year because it was that there was uh x-men the last stand <laughs> um, oh no Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and oh man i mean in around the same time as well there was like um, there was Terminator 3 and Don't I, hate
1: ter- didn't <laughs> and hate Terminator 3 didn't hate Terminator 3 but I, I mean,
2: I'll go to the bat for Terminator 3 I think yeah. if they'd given it enough time like it would have been accepted as kind of Return of the Jedi type level what I'll say, it what say there, but it does yeah. round it out well what
1: I'll say is I enjoy Terminator 3 more than I enjoy Terminator Dark Fate didn't hate Terminator Dark Fate just Terminator yeah. 3 is a better movie
2: I saw Terminator Genesis for the first time this week. It wasn't I, as bad as I'd heard. But I it was
1: like really Term- miserable. I like Terminator Genesis. Term-
0: the, the first act of Terminator Genesis is like a greatest hits
1: album. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I just I, I know in the second end. and third acts. Now hold me.
1: on. What I like about it is the fact that it stops becoming a Terminator movie and just becomes a schlocky sci-fi mess. Yeah, and it's, it's marvelous it's marvelous it's not even a terminator movie it stops being a terminator movie halfway through yeah. Yeah. it just becomes glorious mess
0: yeah like i mean but that's a like i mean i don't like terminator three all that much because it's i i don't like it all that much in the like it, you know comparing it to the first two films I oh like, yeah yeah again it's a it's one of but those to be fair films, most of- films
2: suffer compared to the first two terminator films
0: yeah, but it, it's kind of like that thing of like you know the way you kind of ju- like you kind of judge works b- b- based on of what their peers are rather than like in the spectrum of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as that, like Terminator Three also left uh, left one of their one of the best scenes in the entire film on the cutting room floor. Um, Which one's that? So like, there's this scene where um, you have a bunch of executives from yes. uh, from Skynet, or just, I can't remember the name of the company. That's doing cyberdine, cyberdine, cyberdine. There, there are a bunch of executives. They're all sitting in this room, and they're watching like a promotional material thing. And next thing comes up, uh, <laughs> comes up this character called uh, Sergeant Candy going through the like the array of stuff that's there and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger with a Southern States accent (laughs) (laughs) he's going through the whole thing and it is amazing and then like at one point near the end of the bit one of the guys in the room is like, oh, "I'm just not sure about his voice." And there's a scrawny executive guy with with Arnie's voice going,
1: "We could change it."
2: <laughs> oh, who dubs it over? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's super good.
1: Yeah, oh, that should have been in the movie. Yeah. It's be- like best scene in the entire film.
0: It's not. It's not. In it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, like, um, oh, Terminator Three. Like. Yeah,
2: but say what you will about Terminator Three, it does carry on the thematic story of John Connor and the Terminator and it does wrap up and bring us back to the start of Terminator 1. Yeah, like, You can watch those three films, ignore the rest, and it does kind of form a loop. And you can not take that away. It does, it, also,
0: makes... it does also like kind of destroy the thematic ending to Terminator 2.
2: Yeah, but three. you put that at the feet of every single yeah,
1: see, that's, every that's, that's Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Every movie that's made after Terminator 2 destroys the thematic ending of Terminator yeah. 3. Because then it means no matter what they do, yeah. it's always just going to happen. So,
2: Except the for point? the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That manages to continue yeah. on and actually add some substantial stuff. Like my favourite... Did you ever see that TV show?
1: I've seen a bit of it, but I want to watch it more because I don't think I gave it too much credence when it was
2: on. You should, though. It's really, really good now. It's one of my... It re- does some... Kind of like the way Star Wars Rebels fleshes out bits of its minutiae. Mm. One of my favorite bits is the Terminator follows them through time. And because he's, he's followed them through time, he's lost his skin and gotten wounded. So he finds a scientist to kind of develop this new flesh. And you see the skeleton hop into like a normal bathtub and he has to like put new skin on and it becomes a new actor. And they like explore modern technology and video gaming. So like, hold on. Hold on, a... Kane.
1: Do you like this because it's very Doctor Who-ish?
2: Uh well, to be honest, I think if Terminator dips too far into the time travel, it becomes nonsense. Fair. But, if, <laughs> but if there must be more Terminator, I would like to know what the practical aspects are of more of it. Apart for, instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger again. I like <laughs> new. Yes, yeah, and making sense is good. Yeah. But yes, I suppose there would be a bit of Doctor Who love. I'm realising I'm wearing Tardis socks as we speak.
0: <laughs> one of my, the one things with Terminator I always wrestle with is that my favorite my uh, my favorite film in the series has the biggest like in universe lore break of any of them, where Terminator because the, the the T1000 makes no sense in lore.
1: When, no, hold on, no, hold on. It does, when you think about it this way, right? and I know, I know where you're getting at, kind of, so just before you jump in, right? They say he's a prototype, so they have one. Hmm. The fact that they use it more than once, it breaks lore. Sorry, continue.
0: No, what I was going to say is why, like, the reason why it doesn't make sense is because like, it has to be... Like, T-1000 is a liqu- liquid metal robot. Yes. right. Yeah, except that you need to be covered in flesh to travel back in time. There's no flesh in the thing, so it can't do that <laughs>
2: Ooh, that's a good point. That's true, but he can also shape shift. Yeah, that means he can change. Yeah, but that thing.
0: shapeshifting is not the same thing as like changing the properties of the,
2: Download and do it
0: like, again. The 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 like liquid metal, like liquid metal like change the state of Okay, yeah, like, that's fair. Liquid metal can't become carbon, mm. you know? Like, well,
2: they do specify that he can't become a turret, like he can't turn into a gun or something with moving parts, Like, and then they undo that by having a T-1000 Terminator 3 that can make guns. Yes. I,
1: I, th- I think, personally, with the Terminator series, I think they got... W- it's a great idea that went way too far. Yeah. I think just like they should have just been like, you know what, guys? We had two really good movies. Mm-hmm. We all had a lot of fun. Let's just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> Instead That's of that, they just kind of went full bore, and everyone's like, "What is this? Absolute garbage."
2: Well, I mean, I'll put this to you, Dara. Does yeah. it make you look more kindly on Star Wars? Because no, we now have. Well, hear me out. We now have a trilogy of Terminator movies that were supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Yes. So, like, at least Star Wars has someone who's guiding it and shaping it and sending it in a certain direction, even if you don't like the direction it is. They, I or would argue, Alan King, like, wall, hope something sticks. Well, I would argue that's what's happening with Star
1: Wars right now, really? except for, except for, yeah, except for the Mandalorian, and we'll transition into that. Uh, okay, I was waiting for if, if the time for that. Yeah. If Dave Filoni was given the book to use a wrestling term, yeah. from the start it would be fine because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. The three Star Wars movies, the two Star Wars movies in the the new canon, it is just them throwing stuff at the wall hoping something sticks.
2: And, then, and then, so then they didn't like what stuck and reshooting half of
1: it. Yeah, and they're reshooting half of it. So it's like, what I, what I think will happen is Dave Filoni will eventually get the book and just be allowed to do it because the Mandalorian lads, I don't want to talk about it too much because, you know, I will. So I'm going to let you have Can you, uh, Kane, you well, see To it? be
2: honest, I admire your restraint for taking this long to get to it, Dara. Yeah. I will take that away from you.
1: Fair. Uh, both you guys have seen it, right? Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Keen, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, 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 Okay. Have you seen Rick and Morty yet, Bryn?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, the newest season? No, not yet. Um, okay.
1: No. Uh, yeah, new Rick and is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that eventually. But Mandalorian, it's everything that you could want. And everything that was missing. Let's just say, Bryn, to put it into perspective, in seven minutes, it was more Star Wars than the past five movies. Four, four or five movies. I don't know how many it's been.
0: That's not
2: hard. Exactly. It's not <laughs> it's, uh, hard. Well, I won't, I won't talk about plot stuff, but... No, because we're I've only thought, like one episode a in. a lot of good little details of mm. the working universe. Would you agree with that, Tara?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much world building. And the way it's... They're, they're in a scattered schedule, so... It's like the next episode will be out by the time this comes out. will be on chapter two. There's only eight episodes. But um, it feels like a real place where you can actually go to and live in compared to just nothing. You know, it's and some people said, oh, it's a bit too gra-
2: graphic. Yeah, whatever. It, it's bounty hunting. And it's like, it, it 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 basically sense, you know? a Western, isn't it? Uh, a friend yeah. on Facebook described yeah. it as a fistful of dollars in Star Wars.
1: And it even starts off kind of similar to it in a bar, like so. Yeah.
2: Well, even I, the music's incredibly Western. They got the guy who did the Black Panther score to do the music. And it's a great job. It's,
1: uh, it's one of those movie, it's one of those TV shows where you're like, it's frustrating at the same time because you're like, Disney, you could do this all along. Yeah. You just didn't.
2: Well, see, that's why I kind of, to link back into Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles is great because it's got enough time to set things up and let things breathe and all that kind of stuff. You mm. never get that time in the films where they're just panicking and trying everything and hoping. Something I have
0: a lot happens. more. I have a lot more sympathy, Kian, for the uh, for the people who create who've uh, who created the last the last uh, two episodes of Star Wars. Except that, like, Lucas was able to do world building in the time allotted in the ninety minutes allotted to him. For, mm. episodes, for- That's very true. So, like, it's not, I don't think that, like, going there isn't enough time to do that in a film.
2: No, no, I'm not saying that there isn't enough time. I'm saying they feel like there isn't enough yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Well, see, the thing of it is,
2: like, it.
1: Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau understand what Star Wars is. Yeah. Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy, um, Ryan Johnson. And J.J. Abrams don't understand what Star Wars is.
2: No, and it's worth pointing out, John Favreau launched the MCU.
1: Yeah, he did. Like, literally, literally. No, he did. Like, that man, when I saw that, when he was writing it, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's just, the problem was they got too far away. And even with, with the EU, some people would say it's terrible, but when it was good, it was by fans who got it. Yeah. And at no point did, even with Rogue One, where Rogue One had some good points in it it still didn't really feel like Star Wars yeah you know it was still
2: can I just no. shout out we yeah. got not one but two references to the Star Wars holiday special and that me really really happy
1: yeah like, well it's probably made George Lucas pull more of his hair out because was well, like, ah, like I thought it got rid of it <laughs>
0: It didn't happen. <laughs> Thank <After laughs> God it didn't happen. I apologize
1: many times.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm reading Anthony Daniels' uh, autobiography at the moment and his stories about the holiday special are amazing.
1: Oh, I have no doubt, man. I have no doubt. <laughs> but, like, I would say, you know, if, a recommendation, it's a hard, you know, hard watch. It's yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. It, You know, I, when I was watching it, I got the goosebumps. I, you know, I didn't sit there crying because, you know, you know. We're not there yet. But, um, you know, it's one of those kind of things where you're just like, this is amazing. You know, it takes you right back and it's everything you want. and it's. But then I was very angry because I was like, you could have done this all along. You just chose not to. And it was just, oh, why, you know?
2: And can I just say, irrespective of it being a Star Wars property, it's a first episode of something that feels complete on its own and makes yeah. you want to see more after so after watching so many years of netflix mm. where it feels like you have to watch 3 episodes to get a complete one story i felt very vindicated by that yeah like I, they're, I, they're not relying on the brand they're earning each episode at least by the looks of it
1: yeah it seems to be wonderful. it's nice as well to like not see all the star wars mm. things shoved down front and center You know, like, there's no lightsabers as of yet. There's obviously blasters and stuff, but it's very...
0: Trying to get their shit in, then.
1: Yeah, it's very grounded. You know, they're actually just doing the Star Wars thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than, oh, hey, look at all this flashpoint. And I think that's what some people were complaining about with the prequels, where it was, you know, just constant, constant, constant stuff happening. It's very very methodical and takes its time. And I know, obviously, that's because it's a TV show, but... It's more a sense of everything is deliberate and everything means something.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, there's definitely things I want to talk about, but I'm going to save it until, Bryn, you've seen it and until more people have seen it. Because I don't want to. I really enjoyed going into this relatively blind. And I don't want to take that away from anyone. Like That's fair. That's
1: fair. And Bryn, I'd say you'll have a great time watching it, man. You'll really enjoy it. Like the points you're,
0: you're bringing up kind of remind me of like the discussions people had um... Had like a back about five or six years ago when uh, the DC animated movies were in a serious stride of like of really good quality films, where like you had Under the Red Hood and Flashpoint Paradox, and oh, yeah, all in one bunch. And you're like, why the hell is why the hell aren't there big budget movies being done by the likes of Bruce Tim and Andrea Romano, who clearly understand what they're yeah. doing here? And it's the same it's the same kind of thing that you're saying here, like it's just so strange to see people being given like given the given the book on like small scale projects and going well see you can do it here yeah and then it's going well is this going to lead to me getting a chance to do it on a bigger stage and then they just go oh no that's that's for someone else
2: well that's been kind of the winning ingredient in the mcu i'm big for going through the blu-ray documentaries and they seem to pick their writing and directing talent Based on their enthusiasm for each project. Like Scott Derrickson was a big Doctor Strange fan, for example. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think that that seems to be the missing X factor in, say, the DCEU yeah. films. And indeed, like the newer DCEU films seem to be made by people who were passionate about, you know, the Joker and Aquaman and uh, even Shazam to some degree. Well, look, you, know have like. you have to be. You have to be right
1: particularly with something like this where yeah okay they're products mm. made by multi-million dollar corporations billion dollar corporations even mm. um but at the end of the day products when a creative product has to be made by somebody who actually cares yeah. Yeah. but it's,
0: you it's, know the reality is is that like i mean as far as like I'm, i know that, like the audience is much bigger than like people like us who <laughs> will go and see the stuff anyway that's not true it is bigger, <laughs> you know.
1: Like, no, I mean, like I won't go see it anyway.
0: Yeah, but like we're more likely to see it. Statistic, like we're more likely to see it. Yeah, but
1: only, likely... only once, Bryn.
0: Yeah, only once. But the problem <laughs> is, is that like, you know, we're more likely to see it than yeah. the average show is. But if like. Well, because we're more likely to see it, we're also more likely to spend money on the extra bits.
1: Yeah, that's true. If
0: if they don't generate that goodwill with us, how the hell do they expect to get that wider appeal? Well,
1: actually, on that point, sorry for cutting across you, but there was a very interesting video there, and you can see them of the Star Wars toys, hmm. and they're just not selling. You know? Like, it's, uh, for the first time, um, with The Last Jedi, I didn't buy anything, really because um, there was something to buy. And then with well, no, I bought one thing, because I do like the Red Guards. The Red Guards are cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, red Guards have always been cool.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, they're you cool. Know, my brother built the entire Snoke throne room with all the Red Guards just out of his own bricks. It took oh, him weeks, awesome. and he's very proud of it. Oh, that's class. It yeah. is.
1: And like to be fair, that's cool. So I did buy that. But for Solo, I bought nothing yeah. at all. But, I mean, this is- uh, you know, and it was like like
0: with the other like with the prequels and stuff there was like supplementary books and Mm.
1: yeah 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 the entire EU was
2: born out of out of the well not the entire but the best parts of it were born out of Phantom Menace again but yeah, I will play Star Wars Racer over and over and over oh yeah and sure, even you know the the whole setup of the Old Republic and
1: all that stuff and
2: this
0: um, uh, book series as well which was awesome Mm. Like exactly. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, all these things came out from that period, and like, I just, I don't, um, I don't like, I don't even see like outside of what you'll see in the Disney store, which is kind of just plush toys and stuff like mm. that. Fair enough, there is appeal for that, but like, you know, in terms of like going this book, like having books on display, having like, yeah, having like more video games, like the Podracer is a like, good racing game let alone just being a decent star wars yeah, game yeah, yeah. In the universe like it still functions as an actual racing game mm. so like stuff like that is just kind of frustrating when you're going well what else is there you've you're kind of expecting me to go well all i need is this it's a star wars logo i will pay to see this film however many times and buy the blu-ray well yeah. no thanks
2: Well, you know what it is? Actually, I want to link back in, because I think over the summer we did an episode just on Spider-Man films. Mm -hmm. Those original three Spider-Man films are very good at communicating from the director and the writers why Spider-Man is good, why we love it, and why you should love it too. And I think when you're adapting a Star Wars movie, a comic book movie, a whatever, a Terminator, that needs to be the three marks you hit Mm. and more often than not,
0: regardless of genre, those are
2: face value. You know what I mean? Yeah. No,
1: I'd agree on that. Because there's no, there's no point otherwise. Yeah. You know, if, if you're just, if you're going by the numbers, that's great if it's, if it's not something with a built-in fan base that is expecting this. <laughs> comic books, it's a little bit more fluid because comic books have always been kind of fluid and interpretation is is a thing. Mm. And, you know, you can see him with Joker, right? Proper mm. interpretation. With Star Wars, though, it's not comics. It's like Star Trek with the Trekkies. I know yeah. you're a Trekkie, King, I'm going to try to be, be gentle. Um, you know, if you screw the pooch on that, people are going to be upset. And what's happened with the Star Wars stuff was it was constant just browbeating and, you know, hope that it was going to get better and it just didn't. It just got progressively worse. I didn't really hate The Last Jedi. It was just, from the beginning, it just didn't feel like it. And The Mandalorian is the first time where I'm like this is exactly what we wanted like it's so horrible to think that it took this long to get to that point but i'll put it this way in the same week that the mandalorian came out i pre-ordered the new star wars game i bought the mandalorian tie i bought some more star wars toys, and i'm like so if this goes bad there will be an eight hour show um, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like my, uh, I'm, I am joking. But my, my love of Star I Wars. My like like
2: enthusiasm of Star Wars for the last few months has been like one of those like hospital heartbeat machines, like flatlining. Like- and <laughs> came on, and there was like a, boop, like <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, no,
1: but that's kind of what happened. Like I wasn't gonna pre-order the game. I sure, sure as heck didn't plan on buying any Star Wars merchandise. And then it came out. I'm like, oh well, okay, here we go. You know, it's like that's a bit finally- nice.
0: It's like that in The Dark Knight Returns where Joker's watching the news and he's all sedated and stuff. And then he see yeah. people talk about Batman and he's just like...
1: Yeah, but no, it's good. You know, if anyone hasn't seen it, I'd I'd recommend it. But by the time the show goes out, there'll be two episodes of it. So, yeah. So it's it's been released on a really weird schedule, but you can find it online there. It seems to be like almost one every... But one every one and a half weeks, Gane mm. looks like, but um, okay, before we finish up, American Horror Story, as well, it's really good, guys. Um, I'm enjoying it this season. Um, don't know if you guys have watched
2: or are fans of American Horror Story, years? long time ago, long time ago. What about you, Kane? Uh, no, I've never seen it, I've been recommended it hundreds of times. I do it's good, great and bad. I look at six seasons and I go, oh,
1: no, but to see, the, 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 the hook of this is they're all different they're like a lot of them are the same actors but it's totally different it's not the same yeah.
2: show all right that's a good hook it's, yeah uh, it's and like nine in that way
1: sorry Bryn what it's
0: like an anthology series so like, exactly yeah you know they it's like the same actors but they're playing different characters each season in different settings and that kind of thing
1: yeah and like to be fair some seasons are better than others some are slower than others first season is genuinely fantastic i'm a big fan of the third season which is the witches first season is a haunted house yeah. um but I this se- second season season the second season, the Asylum. Love yeah. It. Yeah, the Asylum's great. That's that really disturbed me at the beginning though, but it is fantastic. Yeah. Um I do this season though, I like because you we know, going back to our past horror shows, which I swear will be up this weekend. <laughs> they will be up this weekend. Um I'm working on them now, they will be but um it's it it's based on the Friday thirteenth movies. Oh. So it's a slasher season.
2: Mm.
1: Literally in a camp.
0: Huh.
1: On a lake in the eighties. Huh. It's super fun. Now it's kinda silly. It does kinda go off the rails a bit, but it's still fun. And mm. uh it's on FX now, I think we're on episode ten. So, I'm going to watch it after we finish recording. And um, yeah, I would say, look, if you're a fan of it, I didn't like the last season. It was kind of dumb, but it got pretty good. This is consistently fun. So, uh, it gets a strong recommendation for me anyway. And uh, Keen, you should give it a watch, man. You'd enjoy it.
2: Mm. Okay. All right. I'll give it a try. Um,
1: yeah. So, that's everything for me this week, guys. What about yourself? You got any plugs or recommendations?
2: Uh, after you, Brent.
0: Uh, I don't really have any plugs or recommendations this week outside of I found my favorite subreddit of all time (laughs) um, on Reddit um, where it's uh, called uh, Shitty Movie Details. It's basically people giving, uh, pointing out like uh, details that do not exist in films, but they're really funny and well crafted. Um, And like, I mean, some of them are kind of like more meme based, some of them are more just uh, pointing out really. Uh, really banal and pointless things. Like, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to see one right now. Um, the Yeah, like, uh, there's one word saying, like, uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, the uh, film Freddie Mercury has sex with a man, this may mean that he's in fact gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's it for me.
2: All right. um, once again, I'll plug uh, Venus DeVilo and her blog straight out of Kanto. She's a Pokemon expert. She'll be on next week, and we're looking forward to having her on the show.
1: Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to that myself. Guys, again, as I said, um, our panel is up on the YouTubes. It's also on iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Our two horror shows will be up before this one, so they're going to go up uh, Friday. And then this will go up after we go out on Phoenix FM on Saturday. So if you're not subscribed to anything, um, do. So we're on YouTube, Spotify, and, of course, Phoenix FM at 5 p.m. And we'll be back next week here on Nerd to Know Media. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.